You are now listening to the What Now Podcast with me, your host, E. Hey guys, welcome back to the What Now Podcast. Another week full of us kicking together. And I hope you had a great week. My week was very busy, full of drama. We're going to get into it, okay? But before we do that, we are always going to go into our Who's Up Next segment. For today's segment, we have the lovely Soraya Vincent, a dear friend of mine. She is on Instagram at the underscore helper B. Again, that's her tagline on, well, her handle on Instagram, the underscore helper B. She has two companies and a podcast. I was on her podcast, um, I think it was sometime last month, back in December, I believe. Um, the So Glad You're Here podcast. I am so thankful that she had me on that podcast. We kikied so much and it was a lovely time. You can listen to that podcast um, on Spotify. And then her two companies are the Helper B Company. It's a consulting business where she provides consultations for allergy safety training, um, whether that be to restaurants, to, um, I would say, to childcare uh, facilities, also to... Um, add upon that she does offer business and project-based consultations whether that be project management employee manual creation things like that Um, and then the second company that she has is the honeypot picnic company this business is very like it, it gives very much um black wealth because it's a luxury picnic service and so you could use this service for a, a girl's night out, a family gathering, or, you know, a, a date, a date, a very nice, luxurious date. Uh-huh. Okay. So go check her out. Her website is thehelperbee.co. And I will make sure to um, put all of her information in the podcast notes for this episode. Okay. All right. Now on to the mess. All right, so let's get into today's podcast episode. So I just wanted to bring up, just if you haven't been aware of a situation or a investigation that is currently happening. Um, so there's this young woman by the name of Lauren Smithfields. She was 23. She died in her apartment last month. Uh, back in December in, like I said, Connecticut, I think it's Bridgetown or Bridgeport. It's actually Bridgeport, Connecticut. She was last seen with a white man um, who was the last person to see her that night when they went, well, they were at her apartment for a date. His name is Michael LaFountain. Um older white man you know allegedly because you ain't about to come for me allegedly 
um, he is the person of interest. Um, so the family says, because of course he was the last person that saw this young black woman. Um, and so it, it's a it's a, it's a very murky situation because there were bloody sheets when the family went, finally went into her apartment after they spent days trying to get in contact with her or hours trying to get in contact with her to no avail. And when they went over there, there was a note on the door saying, if you're looking for Lauren, call this number. And then they spoke to the landlord. The landlord gave them the number for the detective that was over the case. Mind you, the police did not give any notification to the family that Lauren had died, right? And so they're trying to figure out like what what is happening? Why haven't you told us? Why haven't you given us notification of our family member being deceased, right? And so this is really it's it's ridiculous because the detective before he he or she was removed off of the case he tells the mother of Lauren that the guy that they spoke to in question, Michael, allegedly, <laughs> um, he was a nice guy. Fuck you mean, sir? A nice guy? What are you talking about? This is the last person that was seen or that was known to be with a dead person. The person that's dead now. Any other case... The last person that sees somebody is a person of interest because I want to know if I'm the, the detective, I want to know what happened before the person in question passed away. And if there's a person that was the last person to see this person, that means they know something that nobody else knows because the person that's passed away, that's dead, Lauren, she can't speak for herself. So the only person that knows what happened is God and the last person that saw Lauren, which is Michael LaFountain, allegedly. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's really crazy. The whole po the whole episode today won't be about this, but I just needed to bring this up to your attention. If you didn't know what was happening with this story, if you, you saw it on your social media accounts and really didn't know what was happening, um... Y'all remember a few months ago when the whole, every network that streams news was talking about the young woman, Gabby Petito. You remember that? Like every newspaper, whether that's online or physical, every news station was talking about Gabby Petito and how her fiance, was, was that her fiance or her husband? I think it was her fiance, how her fiance killed him, killed her, was the last person to see her, of course. So, of course, if he's the last person to see her, he's a person of interest. He fled. His family tried. I think allegedly his family helped him escape and evade the police. And then he turned up dead because he committed suicide, I believe, last time I checked. And so all of that was Every single day, they were talking about Gabby. Gabby, 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 because she was a young white girl that was killed, right? And so now you have the same kind of thing. Yes, this was a date. Yes, they weren't fiancés. However, she was a young woman. Lauren was a young woman murdered. And the last person to see her was a man. 
So I mean, why is not why is her story not being broadcasted like that? Oh, we know why. We know why. And I'm gonna let you answer that. I'm gonna let you answer that to you listening to my listeners. I'm gonna let you answer that and let's disseminate why Lauren's story is not being told. It's because she's a black woman in America. Lauren deserves justice. And I really hope the Connecticut, the Bridgeport, Connecticut police or who, whatever district um, police department is over this investigation, that they do due diligence in truly understanding what happened to Lauren that night and not saying, oh, the Michael guy, Michael LaFountain, allegedly, he he's a nice guy and he didn't do anything. He couldn't have done anything. Girl, we don't know what happened in that apartment. We don't know what happened. Only them two individuals know. So I hope that you go and look up Lauren's story. She was a beautiful girl. Lauren was a beautiful girl. She is a beautiful girl. She's beautiful. Chocolate skin. Like the girl is is a stunner, okay? And she should not have lost her life. She was only 23 wanted to be a physical therapist, was in college, doing her thing, on social media, very active, very much that type of girl, okay? Very much that girl. And she has lost her life and deserves retribution for that. Like, nobody should lose their life and nobody know what happened. So, um, I just hope that she gets the justice that she deserves, Okay? Whew, that was, that's a lot. Man, I tell you. Anyway, let's get into today's topic, Miss Girl. So I really wanted to talk about horror flicks, you know. I didn't go see Scream yet because I just haven't. And I don't, I don't know if it's going to be that good. Like the, 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 what's it called? The promo for it seems really good. But I haven't been seeing too much talk about it. Like, you know, people making videos about it, more promo for it, it having its own ads on like YouTube, things like that. I haven't really seen that much about it. And also, we don't really get that many horror flicks with a black cast. And if it does have a black cast, it's always a comedy horror flick. They always try to put comedy into it. It's like, yes, black people are funny. Duh. But girl, does everything have to be funny? What if I just want a horror film, okay, that is strictly horror? It doesn't have to deal with slavery. It doesn't have to deal with black trauma. It doesn't have to deal with, you know, injustices in the black community, when it comes to from the police or the government, it doesn't have to deal with those three things. Why does horror, when it comes to black people, always have to deal with those three traumas? Why can't it just be true horror? Somebody trying to kill you just because they're crazy. Something trying to kill you because it's a curse or it's a ghost. It's a zombie. It's a vampire, a werewolf, right? Or a, a, a being from another universe. Why can't it be that when we're talking about a black 
Horror Flake. So let's run down through some of my favorite, my favorite horror flicks. More specifically, zombie films. Because we have never had a full black cast or black POC cast when it comes to horror zombie films or series. So some of my favorite uh, zombie movies and series are... You have, like, The Walking Dead. Um, What else? We have... Um, Night of the Living Dead, where it was only one black person in that movie. And I'm it, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe that uh, Night of the Living Dead was the very first horror zombie film that depicted um, or had a black, the first black actor in it. In terms of horror films. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I think that's correct. I believe so. But other zombie flicks that I truly love. Are like. um, Cooties. It's a very comedy. Centered movie. But it has a lot of. A little. Some scare jumps in it. You know. World War Z. With Brad Pitt. Now that right there. That one. Train to Busan. And, um, what's the other zombie one? Oh my god. I'm gonna think about it, but I can't. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of it. But those two movies, Train to Busan and World War Z, girl, those zombie films right there are my top two. Okay? When I just want to watch a zombie film and I already, already have seen it before, those get me to where I need to be. Because they are action-packed. They have a small, sh- uh, short start. But you know how films have a small, like, when they start, it's slow, but it picks up right away. And those two movies picks pick up right away. I hate horror films that take forever to get to the plot, take forever to get to jump scares, take forever to get to the creepy stuff. Like, get me there, mama. Get me there. We got two, a half an hour to two hours. Get me there. Get me to where I need to be with this horror film. Why are you playing with me? Girl, I don't, I didn't pay this money to come sit and be bored. Scare me. Scare me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So those two movies are amazing. Now, with the movie Alone, which was a remake to the movie Alive, so Alive, if you didn't know, Alive is a Korean zombie film that centers around this one guy. His family um, is out, I believe. He wakes up to the apocalypse. So he wakes up. He doesn't know what's going on. The apocalypse has already started in, in while he's in his apartment. His family, his sister, mother and father have already left the apartment because they went to run some errand. He didn't want to go with them because the family dynamics are very... Uh, rocky okay the family dynamics are very rocky he doesn't really have that great of a relationship with his parents uh his sister tries to defend him sometimes but the parents are very overbearing and so they have already left the apartment and so he's there by himself apocalypse has already started and he's in this big apartment um building and everybody has already started to turn into zombies 
because one, when he wakes up, he sees everybody running, he's confused, and then he sees people getting attacked by zombies. And then boom, he has to figure out how do, should I stay or should I go? Then he meets this girl that's in the same apartment building, but just across the, I would say the patio area and they escape together. I haven't seen this movie in a while, so I think they escape together to safety or do they die? I don't watch it today. I don't know. I think they die. They either die or survive. But the movie alone was a remake, which was added to Amazon Prime with the guy. I think his name was Tyler. What's that? Yeah, Tyler Posey. He is famously known for being on Teen Wolf on MTV. Um, he This remake, it was, it was by Americans. And I... <laughs> Sometimes Americans can make great horror films when it comes to zombies, but this, they always, nowadays, it's like y'all can't create new content when it comes to zombies or horror movies, period. Y'all y'all got to rip off of movies that have already been created no more than just a year or two ago. Like, Alone with Tyler Posey is the same premise of Alive, which is the Korean movie that was made. Like, y'all literally just ripped off everything that they did and just put American people in it, white people. All you did was put white people in it and call it alone. Everything else, same premise. He wakes up, family gone, don't know where he at. He sees people running outside, getting attacked. Lights go off, water goes off, news is off, TV is off, streaming is off, Wi-Fi is off. Same premise. Girl, you don't have any originality. I can't even say it. You don't have any originality. Uh, get it together, Miss Mamas. What is it? What is it giving? It's giving copyrighted. That's what it's giving. It's giving copy and paste. It's giving very much that. Okay. Whew. I had to get it out because I hate when people copy movies. It's like, give me something new, girl. I don't want to watch the same thing over and over again. If that was the case, I would have just watched the movie I just watched. Duh. But another zombie movie that I love is called The Girl with All the Gifts. It's on, I see it's on YouTube, so I guess you can buy it. Um, but it's also on Netflix. It's such a great movie because the main character in the movie is a black young girl. And I love that. Now that I do love, that the main character is a black young girl. And she's the zombie. Well, she's half zombie, like half human, but, you know. But I still love it. It's such a great movie. Such a great premise. And then another movie that stars Lupita Nyong'o is called Little Monsters. It's on Hulu. I watched it already about a year ago. It is such a good movie. It deals with Lupita Nyong'o. She's the um, teacher, and she's on the field trip with... Her students one of the students parents comes to be a chaperone with her and they have to survive um, this field trip and they it's such a little funny movie but it has little jump scares here and there it's such a good movie go watch it you should watch it you should um, another favorite of mine is Cell. Uh, I did kind of like it. It has Samuel L. Jackson and John Cusack in it. And 
I would say it's zombie, but it's, I don't know. I feel like it's more so mind control and dealing with the other, like, outside of, like, human, what's the word I'm looking for? Human conscience that turns people into zombies. Um, but it's still a good movie. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. In the movie I was thinking of, I cannot think of it. What was it? Um, Shaun of the Dead is a good one. Shaun of the Dead is a UK movie. And this is what I mean. Like, they put comedy in every single zombie movie, almost. It's comedy, 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 comedy. Everything doesn't have to have comedy in it. Why can't it just be a movie based off of zombies and the horror that comes with that? experience like why it can't just be that but Shaun, nevertheless <laughs> Shaun of the Dead is still a good movie um I like it because they it's very like campy early 2000s type of comedy which was funny at the time um and it gives me what I, it gives me what I need right it gets me there. It doesn't, like I said before, it has a pretty quick start to it. And it doesn't leave you hanging. And it's good. But the movie, I finally thought of it. The movie I was talking about was Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead, girl, don't play with me. That is such a good movie. And this one has a good amount of black people in it. Again, still more white people, but I mean, what can you do? What can you do? But it has Ving Rhames, it has Mackay Pfeiffer, um, Ty Burrell, Ken Forey. I hope I pronounced his name right. It's a very good movie. I love Dawn of the Dead so freaking much. And of course, most of the black people die. It's only two black men, no black women. Um, so most of the cast dies altogether. But it's still a good a good movie that gives a lot of jump scares and makes you makes you emote. It makes you angry. I know it did when I first saw it. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I wanted to say. Like, why can't we get horror films with the black people in it? A main cast. Of course, yes. Uh, what's his name? Jordan Peele. He does films that are horror-based with black cast. But it's not dealing with like the horror that I'm talking about. Like things from the other realm, the other universe. Creatures from the other universes. Vampires, ghosts, mystery, thrillers true horror um well he did do um Candyman, which was pretty good to me most people said they didn't quite like it i i kind of liked Candyman, to be honest i loved how it was a continuation it wasn't so much of a remake it was a continuation of the first Candyman movie um and the plot was pretty put together pretty well like jordan peele is such a great producer director 
he, I didn't know he was that great until when he started doing these movies. And like, I love how they put together in from the last Candyman movie where the, the white lady that was the reporter, she, I think she was a reporter. Um, no, she was a student that was doing a, a project, I believe how she wasn't trying to kill, um, the baby who ended up being the main character in the new Candyman. She was actually trying to save him in the end. And so I love how they put that together, like how the main character in the new Candyman was the baby from the old Candyman. And he was being attacked by the original Candyman this whole time. And we were able to see that growth. And it was just iconic. Iconic. Okay, that's the word that we're talking about when it comes to Candyman. Iconic. Okay. Iconic. Period. And I can't wait to see what Jordan Peele does with this new movie with him and um, Kiki Palmer and I'm sure other black actors and actresses in the movie. Um, I don't know what it's called. I think it's called... Is it called Up? Um, I don't know what it's called. I don't think it's called Up. Let's see. Um, But yeah, I'm pretty excited to see what that is because all they have shown us is the poster like the the um what what do you call that like what do you call a a picture a picture background girl i don't know what to call it i don't know what to call it um uh no not us not she was that's the other movie um but yeah i'm ready to see that movie and ready to get into it. I feel like this one might be something dealing with superstition. Or, or, hear me out. It could be. It could be. Oh, it's called Nope. It's called Nope. So it could be a full black cast. What I'm talking about. A full black cast dealing with something supernatural. Now that, I can get into. That's what I want. I want a black cast in a horror film. Dealing with supernatural, being supernatural circumstances, and, you know, beating the crap out of it, and winning, and not, of course, somebody gonna die, but not, let's not have everybody die, everybody don't always gotta die, why we always gotta die, right, like, girl, let me live, let me live, so hopefully, it's dealing with supernatural stuff, because I can get into that, I can definitely get into that. And, you know, Kiki being her witty self. And, of course, she's going to play a character. And, like I said, I don't want it to be so much drama. I mean, so much comedy. Yes, life, we put, when we're stressed out or anxious, we put comedy into our life and make jokes and laugh. But I don't want that to be the entire film. You get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying. I don't want that to be the entire film because I'm tired of it. That's the same premise that horror films always have with black cats. We always have to be the clown, the class clown. We always got to be the one that brings the jokes. And I'm really tired of it. Like, I'm really tired of it. Like, that does not always have to be our main um, purpose or responsibility in a horror film. Why do we always have to bring the drama? 
Not the drama. Well, sometimes, yeah. The drama, the comedy. Why does that always have to be our premise, our purpose, our responsibility, our obligation to a film when we are trying out for these roles and bring those roles to life? Why is it? It's like y'all got this set notion, notation of black people and then you put that into film and then try to make it a reality. We are multi-dimensional beings. We give you drama. We give you comedy. We give you a look. We give you multifaceted skills. We give you a skill set. We give you love. We give you wisdom. We give you etherealness. Is that a word? Etherealness? <laughs> I don't even know if that's a word. Etherealness. Let's see if that's a word. Ether is not a word. It's not. Ethereal is though. We 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 give you elegance. That's what we give you. Luxury, black wealth. That's what we give you. We are a very multi-dimensional being. So why why are we always got to be the ones that give you comedy? Girl, you are tired and you're late. Okay. You're tired and you're late. Get it together because I'm over it. I am tired. It, it got to be more. So hopefully that movie with Jordan Peele, Nope, with Kiki Palmer, and every other actor, producer, set designer that's a part of it. Hopefully it's remarkable and it gives us what we need. And I think it's supposed to come out this year. I hope so. I really hope so. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode for the what now segment. What I want you, what I want you to do right now is I want you to watch any horror film that deals with zombies, whether it has comedy in it or is just strictly horror. I just want you to watch it, get into it. You already know what my favorite movies are so far. We have Dawn of the Dead, World War Z, Train to Busan. Those are my top three. I love zombie movies so much. Um, oh, I forgot to mention. Um, there's a new Netflix series on Netflix right now. Um, it's called All of Us Are Dead. It is actually a sequel to Train to Busan. So if you don't know what Train to Busan is, it's um, a one-dimensional look into the experience of passengers on this one train that's headed to Busan and they have to fight for their lives very very uh in-depth of fighting like blood and violence is very in your face and I love that um and it just shows their experience while the train is trying to get to Busan and so this movie, not movie, but series on Netflix called All of Us Are Dead, it's the sequel to that. And so it shows the experience of high school students living the same exact experience as the people on train on the train that's headed to Busan are. So these two events are happening simultaneously, but it's just a different look into what another group of people during this same zombie apocalypse are dealing with. And it's such a good um, series. 
from the promos that I've seen. So um, it should be out right now. If you're listening to this, what's what's the when it comes out Friday? You should be li- watching it right now. It should be available on Netflix. So go watch it. Let me know what you guys think, and I'll be, I definitely definitely will be watching it with you guys. Um, so I'll be able to give my two cents on it on the next episode of the Whatnot Podcast. You can follow the Whatnot Podcast on Instagram at twn podcast. Also, we are on YouTube at the Whatnot Podcast. So make sure you go follow us there. You can follow me, but not in real life. <laughs> at House of Ebon. That is my handle across the board, whether you are on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Depop. Um, that's my handle, House of Ebon. H A U S O F E B O N, House of Ebon. And I will see you guys next time on the next episode. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>